the show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jared Johnson, and I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I hope you're ready to learn something, do something, and be a part of something. Because here on this program, we are done with the status quo in healthcare, period. That has always been what we're about here. Hospitals, health systems, and practices are finally starting to make healthcare about consumers and innovation. We call it marketing forward. If you want to be a part of it, then this is the place for you. We're going to help you find your place in this new movement, and you are going to be one of the ones shifting the way that healthcare is marketed and experienced. I can't wait for you to be part of the Marketing Forward movement. You've probably heard me talking a lot about the Shift.Health content network, but not only because it's brand new, but because in these times when we aren't getting the opportunity to see each other in person, one of the only ways to grow professionally is to watch a video series or listen to a podcast. That's why I launched Shift.Health, a content network of podcasts and video series for anyone who wants to shift the way that healthcare is marketed and experienced. So go check that out at Shift.Health. Everything's on demand and free. So here's what's going to go down today. We'll kick things off with the flavor of the week about how to make up one aspect of conferences. Then we've got Don Lee in the house. Don hosts the HC Biz Show podcast, and we'll go behind the microphone with him to hear how he approaches trying to boil the ocean and what appeals to him about healthcare marketing. He has a great story about how he got into our industry. Ready? Let's go. Flavor of the week. What do you miss the most about conferences? By now, most of them have been canceled or at the very least moved fully to virtual events. I don't think anything can completely replace the in-person networking at conferences, which is why I think a lot will come back next year. And I personally am psyched for that to happen. Seriously, I miss seeing your faces, hearing you sing karaoke, and getting hugs in the hallways. At the same time, I wonder how the programming and educational components will evolve. Conferences have always felt some pain with programming because of the lag time between their call for speakers and the actual event. Interests can change a lot during those months. It's also harder at large conferences to attend all the sessions you want to see. And we all know the feeling of our eyes glazing over by the last day of the conference and the paralysis when we get back home because we've heard so much information in such a short amount of time that we don't know where to start. But the greatest challenge in my mind is keeping attendees engaged with educational content during the other 11 months of the year. 
I think we underestimate how much professional education needs to happen in our industry. We need to get better at our jobs so we can shift the ways that healthcare is marketed and experienced. I remain convinced that marketing ought to be the trailblazers carving out the path for the rest of our organizations to follow. We need to do our part, which means we need to get better at our jobs and not just keep up, but start blazing some trails of our own. But the ones who need it the most typically don't get support from their organizations and don't want to shell out for it on their own dime. So, let me present what I feel are the two greatest opportunities to evolve and or disrupt the professional education and programming elements of conferences. Number one, the opportunity for conference organizers to repurpose their prior year's sessions year-round, at scale, at no cost. Number two, the opportunity for independent content networks to produce an exponentially higher volume of engaging content as video series, panel discussions, podcasts, etc. Brands that understand the value of positioning themselves as thought leaders would leap at the chance to get their experts in front of the industry virtually, and every leader who is legitimately invested in the development of their team members should have an easier way to access professional development materials. So keep an eye on this over the next 6 to 12 months. Who will take these opportunities and run with them for the good of everyone? The time is now. And that's the flavor of the week. Okay, listeners, check this out. I've got Don Lee in the house, the one and only, the host of the HC Biz Show, the president of Glide Health IT. Don, welcome to the program. How the heck are you? I am awesome, man. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to finally do this with you. Uh, I know we, we banged one out on my show together a couple of weeks ago, and now we're coming back around again. It's good to chat with you again. You know, the universe just aligned or, or something. I've heard there's like something going on with, with mercury in the atmosphere or something. Maybe those are the reasons that we finally got together on both shows. But one way or the other, I think it's a, safe to say it's a good thing for both shows. It's a pleasure to have you. We've known each other for years and uh, my goodness, so you're coming at us from uh, Buffalo, New York area. Is that that's that's still the right. case? Yes, So uh, Buffalo, born and raised. How's life these days? I always like to ask that just because everything is so regionally dependent these days and kind of how our outlook on life and pandemic and everything is. It's certainly challenging times. We've got uh, three small children here. So obviously I've been home for an extended period of time. Much of New York State has been on you know various phases of lockdowns in terms of business. So it's been many months of being in the house with lots of children around. And because of the type of work that I do, to them, it never appears that I'm working. It appears that I'm playing on the computer. So it's really hard to get them to leave me be and get my work done. But uh, we're having fun with it. We're making the best of it. Like, you know, I trust uh, everybody listening is trying to do their best to do so too. And, you know, we're just wrong with it. But yeah, here in New York, things are starting to open up. We're in phase four of reopening. There's, you know, patio uh, restaurants are opened and most stores are starting to be open. So things are slowly starting to get back to normal. Noticed a little traffic yesterday when I was out and about for the first time in a while. So, so yeah, it's starting to feel a little bit more normal. Maybe just getting used to it. But yeah, the, the reopening stuff helps. For sure. And I'm guessing it's going to take more than post-it notes. This is what I've tried. Post-it notes on the door that say recording podcast or on the phone. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing it's going to take a little bit more than that for the kiddos around to, to realize that daddy's not just playing around. Lots of reminders when I come up. As That's what I did right before we got on the line here. I said, guys, podcast, one hour. Do not come in the attic. And uh, they'll say, okay, daddy, no attic. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if anyone will make a cameo. Hey, and if, if so, then we're all blessed for that. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, tell us about Glide Health IT. This is a really cool venture. It's something you've been doing for a while. What kind of work is that? What's that all about? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Thanks for that. Uh, Glide Health IT, uh, health IT consulting firm. Really what I do is I help companies launch new health IT products and services. And it's a blend of kind of all aspects that go into doing that. So my background first is as an engineer. Uh, I built enterprise custom software for 15 plus years. And then slowly from there, started moving more heavily into sales and marketing and biz dev and everything else. And now I pull all of that together. So I can come in if somebody's trying to roll out a new service within their organization or a company's trying to launch a new product into the community, into their industry, I can come in and I can really help translate between the different departments. I can help them each understand what the other ones need. Because as you know, sometimes you know marketing and engineering can be talking and everybody's nodding their heads in agreement, but they're talking about completely different things. I come in and I basically I help do that translation. I say, no, you guys are not talking about the same thing. And here's the difference and kind of pull these things together. So I primarily, well, I completely work in, in health IT. I primarily work with data products. So anything that is based on bringing data together in support of value-based care and quality, quality measurement and improving the delivery of care and identifying gaps in care and all of that kind of stuff that's tends to be where the focus is. So that's Glide Health IT in a nutshell. Been around for about four years. Going strong. Right on. And then the other half of what you do is the HC Biz Show, which is, uh, man, you've been doing this for a long time now. Uh, the HC Biz Show. Tell us about the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. HC Biz Show actually started a little bit before Glide Health IT. So I'm four plus years on that one. And really, it started originally as a marketing play for a startup I was working in. We had a new like uh, SaaS platform to ease the burden of administration and healthcare, specifically around provider directories. And we, you know, like any startup, you're just trying to find a way to get your name in front of people. And this idea came up, actually, uh, as we've discussed, it came up after a discussion with you. You did a podcast with the author of Traction, Gabriel, help me. I was swore I was going to remember his name. Oh, yeah, Gabriel, uh, Gabriel Weinberg. Gabriel Weinberg. Thank you. Sorry, Gabriel, if you hear this. I always forget your last name. I don't know why. But the book was influential on me and your discussion with him was. So you guys were talking about untapped channels in healthcare marketing. And I, you know, I came back to you on Twitter, actually, after the fact and was asking you guys, like, well, you know, what specifically are the channels that you guys are referring to? One of them was community building. So we said, all right, let's do that. I know, I, I, you know I've done you know, technical communities before. I did uh, for Microsoft SQL Server. I ran a SQL pass chapter in Buffalo and you know, had a lot of fun doing that. And I was like, all right, I've been through that before. I know what that takes. So let's do a community. We came up with the concept HC Biz, just kind of filled a gap that wasn't part of the you know, many, many tweet chats that were going on at the time. And we said, all right, each time we'll have a discussion about you know a really practical approach to innovation in healthcare. And the idea is there's a lot of this kind of rah-rah innovation, you know, new shiny stuff. Let's do this. Let's get it out there. Let's you know disrupt healthcare. And then there's this like three and a half trillion dollar behemoth of an industry just kind of trudging along with all of its, you know, preservatives and all of its forms and all of its, you know, committees. And it just like it doesn't jive, right? You can't just disrupt the three and a half trillion dollar gorilla that is healthcare. So, but you can't also not try, right? So it's just, it's about changing the approach. And we said the for us, the approach, the problem here is that you got to create space first. 
you've got to create space for innovation. So that's always what it came down to is like, we want to do these new things, but in order for there, there to be space for them, they have to be practical today. They have to have impact on the business today. They have to not, you know, while you're disrupting healthcare and you're disrupting delivery and you're disrupting the amount of money that we waste in healthcare, you can't also be disrupting the physicians from doing their jobs and you can't be disrupting the nurses. And you can't be disrupting the people who are doing billing. So the idea is how do you find these new solutions that can make a difference today and fit them in, fit them in, in a way that they work for current workflows, that they actually can get paid for in current reimbursement models and everything else. And that was kind of the genesis of the idea of HC biz. And it stayed like that's been it ever since. And it's always you know, this practical, find solutions that are good for patients, they're good for society as a whole, they're good for the business. And then let's figure out how to help those solutions get attention and get traction and get in front of the right people. So TweetChat started with that, quickly evolved with uh, the suggestion of my co-host, Shahid Shah, that we do a talk show which ended up on Blab. I'm sure you remember the platform. We used to use it quite a bit. And we did these live video things for a while. And that went really well. The platform went belly up, couldn't find a suitable solution. So we switched to audio. And we've been there ever since. We got 140 episodes out on the audio feed right now. And more recently, we're just starting to get back into video. So that's HD Biz. That's what we're up to. Again, like my consulting, very focused on the technology and the data sides of healthcare, but we also cover like what's going on around that. Because for me, like you have to understand your space. You can't just come in and say, I can solve this problem for you without understanding everything that's going on around it. So we do that. We look at policy. We look at you know how are business decisions made within the health system? What are the reimbursement models? We kind of we cover all of that all around the idea of how do you get the technology in front of the right people. It's all related, isn't it? So and we're going to come back to some specific things you, you've learned and, or just things that surprised you as you've seen the community evolve, as you've really driven it and kept it going for a number of years. There's a lot of things that have changed in the industry and I want to dive into that. But first, we're going to dive into our rap battle. Rap battle! Rap Battle is where we challenge the status quo in healthcare. And while we're typically focused on marketing and, and tech and other pieces related to that, there's so much going on these days. And I want to dive into your story and kind of get behind the microphone, if you will, with you, Don, because I feel like your your story of where you are right now with Glide Health IT, with HC Biz Show, with everything you've got going on, really has some relevant points for a lot of other folks in our industry who are evaluating their career options. They've been furloughed or they've been told in one way or another, your job isn't essential enough anymore. And I can't tell you how many people have actually reached out and have mentioned things like that, that they're just, they don't know where to go now. They kind of feel paralyzed. They kind of feel they either need to reinvent themselves or at least explore things that they just haven't done in detail yet. So they're kind of evaluating their career options and trying to decide whether to go, whether to stay, what to do. And I think your story to begin with, you're motivated, it really feels like, to stay in the healthcare industry, to stay in, in the health IT industry in particular. What appeals to you about healthcare and health IT? Like, What inspires you about it and, and what drives you crazy? So for me, the big thing is that the ability to have a meaningful impact. 
And I know that probably sounds cliche. And I know a lot of people say stuff like that. But prior to really getting dialed in on healthcare, I used to joke all the time when people said, what do you do for a living? I said, oh, I help rich guys get a little bit rich. Because oftentimes what I was doing is I'm going in these big enterprises. These are not like Fortune you know, 100 companies or anything, but good-sized companies, many millions of dollars of revenue. The people there are doing pretty well. And now they're trying to do something better, do something more efficient. Yeah, they're trying to grow their business. So I'm not knocking it anyway. But that was kind of how it felt. It was like I was having fun with technology. I was having fun with architecture. I loved the work that I did. I mean, hours would just fly by. I'd often have to get kicked out of work by my bosses because I would just keep going until you know, I didn't have any kids. I was I was untethered. I would just work and work and work. So I was having a great time. But at the end of the day, what was the outcome of that beyond that fun and you know challenge to myself was not that meaningful to me. And when I started working on healthcare, um, it just it became apparent really quickly that there were huge problems here that my skill set could help the skill set that I had built up over the years of building software and doing the consulting and everything else. It's like these problems are solvable problems are things I can have an impact on right now. And if I do, the outcomes of it have a potential to be very meaningful. Like it actually could impact somebody's lives. And like early on, I can remember one specific incident where we rolled out an alerting application that basically allowed providers to find out when somebody ended up in the emergency room. Um, it's pretty common now, but years back when we were doing it, it wasn't readily available. And literally the day we launched it, we got a call back from somebody at a, you know, a small practice that got notified of one of their patients in the hospital. And it was like, it was a bad situation and they were able to get in there immediately and you know give guidance to the patient and make sure that they got to see their preferred providers and like they were just they were super excited about it and i said that's what i'm after right that was meaningful that was an actual human being who probably had a better outcome or at least had a chance to have a better health outcome and their families got to experience their family member having a better health outcome and that nurse or doctor i can't remember which that called us had to have got to have a better experience of caring for a human like that was awesome. That just dialed me in. Those two things, like the ability to have an impact and then the, how meaningful it actually was. Once I realized that, I basically have been hooked ever since and this is all I do. It's awesome. I don't think it's uncommon to at least enter healthcare with the thought of hopefully changing life for good for people. But to hear that you've been able to continually find that, to continually in the midst of all the oddities of our industry, to be able to still zero in on on stories like that, moments that really still matter to us. That's something that we have to keep coming back to. Hey there, listeners. If you're all about listening to your website visitors to learn more about how to improve your website experience, then G-Site is for you. G-Site is a suite of digital improvement tools that capture the voice of the digital customer. Hi, I'm Rob Klein, co-founder of G-Site and founder and CEO of Klein & Partners, a market research and brand consulting firm dedicated to helping hospitals and health systems find their brand voice. I co-developed this service offering with the team at Greystone.net several years ago. G-Site helps you prioritize and focus your website improvement and enhancement efforts. It's a suite of solutions, including a pop-up website experience survey tool, a user-friendly dashboard and reporting tool, a user behavior tracking tool, expert consulting services, and more. 
What if I told you that 8% of your visitors have a new negative opinion of your brand after visiting your website? Now multiply that number by the total number of annual visitors. Does that number scare you? If so, go to www.graystone.net forward slash gsite to learn more about how we can help and sign up for an introductory overview. Hope to speak with you soon. You know, like you even mentioned, marketing wasn't always the place where you were living. That is something that has happened kind of organically. Tell us how you got there. Yeah. You became more and more involved in marketing and sales. Uh, that is not where you started off. How did that happen? Yeah, this is uh, probably the most important transformation in my career so far is when I realized that basically everything is marketing. And growing up as an engineer, I was, as many engineers are, you know, we get a little bit cocky and full of ourselves and we think we're it and the organization. It's like if, you know, if it wasn't for our software and our designs and our solutions, this company wouldn't exist. So I had this kind of like chip on my shoulder to sales and to marketing and to all this other stuff. And like I said, it's not not terribly uncommon. But because I grew into a consulting role, just very naturally, you're selling ideas all throughout. So I just, I started to gain the skills of marketing and sales and convincing people to do things even prior to still realizing how important it was. And then there was uh, like three things that converged all really close to each other. Two were customer experiences that I'll break them down real quickly. As one, I went into a large organization to basically bid on a, a, a project they were working on. And a friend of mine was there that called me in. And I went and I just started consulting. I didn't have anything flashy. I didn't have PowerPoint. I didn't have you know sales slicks. I walked in. I literally started doing work. And after the meeting that I thought went fantastically, my friend grabs me in the hallway and she's like, what the hell was that? I was like, three hours of free consulting. What do you mean what was that? And she said, you got no PowerPoint. You got no presentation. You made me look like... You come in here looking like a bum. You, make me, you made me look dumb. And after... you know, It took me a while to realize that you know that okay you know maybe people do need to see this stuff and maybe it's not up to me to decide what people need to see to make a decision and i'll actually skip the second client story cuz it's effectively a different version of that but ultimately what the realization was is that it's not up to me what people need to see to buy it is not up to me what people feel they need to make a good decision and I could think it's dumb all day long to you know spend time on the you know the fancy shiny looking stuff and think no I'm just going to come in and start working, but I'm not serving them then I'm not giving them what they actually want. And I guess to sum it up, the 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 realization was you have to give them what they want so that you get the opportunity to give them what they need. And once I realized that, that just I mean that made marketing everything. Because you can't start doing anything until you convince people to do it with you. And that's where it comes from. And then from there, I mean, as I've evolved, marketing is it's the beginning, middle, and end of the conversation that and it just never stops, right? Because the marketing is how do you get their attention? How do you get them to work with you? How do you give them a good experience while they are working with you? And then how do you continue to serve them beyond that? Even when your your initiative is ended, you know maybe it's something simple like I come across an article that you know a past client would value. I send it to them. I'm not asking for anything. I'm saying, hey, Judy, I came across this thing. I know we talked about this during one of your projects. I think this would be valuable to you. Hope you're having a great day. Boom. You know that's like that's marketing after the job's over. 
And, you know, from there, it's just, you know, kind of figuring out what does it all mean? How does it all work? And, you know, just really digging into it. I've spent a lot of time on over the last couple of years. Oh, I love a lot of parts of what you just said. And that's going to stick with me about needing, about giving people what they want so that you can give them what they need. That is part of marketing that I just feel like it's lost in the shuffle sometimes either because we're chasing all the shining objects or just because we're not thinking about it deeply enough. And marketing is evolving just as quickly as, as anything else, I think, more. I, I think it's, it's accelerating because we're starting to see that you can't, you can't just come in and say, hey, we're going to do marketing, we're going to do all your digital. It used to be this opaque thing where nobody knew really what you were doing. Just as long as you were delivering results, you could come in and do whatever, call it marketing. And it could be anything from paid search and paid social campaigns to strategy work to social media to you name it to podcasts to, to video series. You call it marketing and people would be good with it. And now that's so not the case. So I think even the definition of what marketing is has changed a lot while it's been more and more of what you do. And I find that really interesting. I, I feel like there are so many in marketing and communications and, and journalism fields and, and content creation and production fields that, that do have a moment of clarity, I feel like, because of the pandemic. They are finally starting to see, like, is this leading me to where I want to go? Have I gotten to where I've wanted to be along the way? And do I really have what I need to succeed in marketing? What are your thoughts on that? Like, is, is there anything that you'd recommend or any... Uh, any tips you'd share for anyone who's just trying to understand their place in marketing and how they can uh, they can evolve what they're doing in it and what their role is? Yeah, I would say the number one thing is just don't put yourself in a box, right? Like, don't say I'm really good at SEO. I'm an SEO person, or don't say I'm really good at writing content. I'm a content creator. Think about like. How can you tap into and you maybe you don't need to be world class in every different aspect, but if you can get pretty good, and most people with most things, few exceptions, can get pretty good at something with some really concentrated effort over time on it. And what ends up happening is while you know I'm not an expert in SEO, I'm not gonna like get hired to come in and solve somebody's, you know, whole SEO strategy. I understand enough about SEO and I understand enough about content creation. And because of the work I do in consulting, I understand enough about how the rubber meets the road, if you will, on the solutions and the technical problems. And from my software background, I understand how things are architected. I understand the problems that people run into. And all of those things, even though I don't do or focus on any one of them particularly anymore... I'm doing them all, all the time and they all play off one another. It ends up giving you a perspective that you just can't have without exposing yourself to all those different things. So, you know, basically just look for opportunities to step in and look for opportunities to be valuable. And, you know, there's the sales saying, you know, they always be closing from that movie. ABC, always be closing. For me, it's always be valuable. Every interaction that you have, you know, if you're, you know, you bump into somebody who is a, you know, potentially a prospect or not, you just bump into somebody who's in the industry and you're talking to them and they have a problem. If you, do you know someone you can introduce them to that might help them with their problem? Do you, are you aware of a resource that maybe they haven't seen that can help with their problem? Just look for opportunities to be valuable. And if you do that all the time in every interaction, 
when crazy stuff happens, like the entire global economy shuts down, you'll have a lot more of a network to fall back on. You'll have a lot broader skill set to fall back on. And again, the more you do stuff like this, the more opportunities you see because you just get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You get comfortable with learning new skills and with stepping in and believing that you can figure something out that you've never done before. So in a nutshell, don't put yourself in a box. Like, Go out and do stuff. Wise words and, and folks listening. Uh, Don has lived through this. Like this is the story of of where he is now, and it's it's a tribute to that thought that nobody sat here and told him. All right, now it's time for you to go into marketing. You know, now it's uh, it's things that that Don has picked up along the way and has just gone and done them. So that's one thing I've always enjoyed about uh, seeing Don and looking at the the types of things that he's been able to do and accomplish. Truly, I need a Don. I ain't faking a book. You crank out content, but it's getting stale. It might be nutritious, but it tastes like kale. You're down with finding a way to up your marketing game. Yeah, but when you look for help, everyone seems lame. We're Ultera Digital. Google us and see. We're spelled like ultra with an extra E. We'll help you market forward. Google us and look. We're Ultera Digital. It's off the hook. Hey guys, this is Jared. Ultera Digital is just another name for our consulting team that helps you when your content, your strategy, or your brand is getting stale. You know, like that chocolate glazed donut that was a little piece of heaven in the morning, but when you left it on your desk until 4.13 in the afternoon and you went to finish it off, by then, mm, not so heavenly, was it? By now, you know our philosophy that content is the future, but only when it engages audiences and it isn't a snooze fest. And you've heard how we roll. The healthcare rap, what you're listening to right now is Exhibit A. We don't do boring. So if your content, your special event, or your strategy is getting stale, let us help you give it that spark, that rhythm, that new life you're looking for. Ultera Digital, marketing forward. Okay, now back to the podcast, right? Because it's pretty legit. I want to give us a couple minutes here as we're starting to wrap up and, and wind down here. Any uh, unexpected uh, kind of behind the microphone types of things that, that you've learned from doing the podcast, from keeping this community going, that started as a tweet chat, HC Biz in general, uh, any interesting or surprising things that I think that have come up along the way or stuck out to you as you've been working on it? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And it's a fairly easy answer for me. The number one thing that I've gotten, I don't know if I'd call it a surprise or, or, or whatever, but it is the most important thing, definitely the most interesting thing, is the quality of the relationships that you're able to develop in a very short amount of time when you do a podcast with somebody. And I spent a lot of time thinking about this. And I think what happens is it's kind of like a whole relationship in a microcosm and like really squished down to this shortened period of time where you have this, you know, whatever initial outreach or however you initially get together and decide you're going to do it together. You're going to do this podcast together. You kind of go back and forth on some topics. So you've got some repeated communication. Then you get together and you record. You spend an hour together and, you know, usually you're, giving these people an opportunity to do what everybody loves to do is be an expert and talk about what they're good at. And then afterwards, you have this automatic follow-up because now you're posting the show and now you're marketing it and everything else. So it's like all these touch points that happen in a really short amount of time. And at the end of the day, it's like, you didn't just meet this person at a networking event, at a conference and have like a nice conversation over a cocktail. Like you made something together. 
you did a mini project together and then you put it out in the world in, in the world for people to see and i think that like act of creating together like solidifies a relationship that otherwise would in my experience and opinion would take a really long time to get to so that's far and away for me like the the relationships i've built in four hours of interaction with people that now like I, I guarantee you people that I haven't talked to in three years, if I reach out to them, they'll respond solely because we did that four hour activity together three years ago. 100%. I, I cannot agree more. And that's the thing that people just don't, they either don't understand or they just don't think about when they wonder about, you know, what's the benefit? What's the, the business ROI of podcasting? That's it right there. You can't quantify it sometimes, but sometimes you can point 100%. directly. I can point directly to to clients that have been referred to all sorts of projects, opportunities, speaking opportunities, all that have been based on networking that started by inviting somebody on the podcast or just they're a fellow podcaster, and it's amazing. It's a uh, it's one of the reasons we do this stuff, man. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. It's the best part. You are starting a new project uh, called Office Hours. I want to give you a second to tell us about that. What's going on there? Yes, sir. So that is uh, the new spinoff from the HC Biz Show. As I mentioned, we started on video. We've been audio only for a couple of years. So we're going back to YouTube, and basically the idea is this: so HC Biz Office Hours. We're going to spend an hour with health IT startups that have some problem they're trying to solve. And that could be a technical problem that they're trying to figure out what's the best architecture for this thing we're delivering, or it could be about security or compliance or any other things that, you know, like I might be a really good engineer, but if I'm new to healthcare, like understanding healthcare compliance is definitely not my strong suit. So like those are the type of things, like these little gaps that need to be filled could be I'm trying to build a marketing funnel. Again, I'm an engineer. I don't know how to build a marketing funnel. You know, so we'll go through that with them. We'll talk about how do you present your value proposition? How do you get it in front of the right people? How do you, what, so basically, whatever the problem is, we're going to spend an hour, give or take, with these folks. We're going to record the session. There'll be demos involved. There'll be feedback from me and my co-host, Shid Cha, who is, you know, like, 20 times my experience doing all of this stuff. So, and probably 20 times my energy as well. So we're just, we're going to spend a good hour with them. And like I said, you know, back to the thing earlier, always be valuable. We're just going to give as much value to this startup that comes on to have this conversation with us as humanly possible. And then of course, we're going to share it out with everybody else so that they can benefit from it too. So uh, that really excited about that. If you are a startup and you're interested in something like that, then reach out to me and let's talk. Well, let's talk about how to do that. How do listeners get a hold of you? How do they reach you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can email me, don.lee at thehcbiz.com. I'm on Twitter at dflee30, dfle30. And I'm on LinkedIn. Any of those channels, you're going to get to me pretty easily. Just love to meet new people in healthcare. I love to collaborate, love to find new ways to help people. So yeah, reach out if you got something. Well, man, Don, I'm glad we finally got around to doing this. Glad uh, we finally got together here. I want to wish you well with the new show. Can't wait to check it out myself. And if there's any other way I can help get that out there, uh, I will do it, man. I'm excited for this kind of stuff. But uh, thanks again. Stay safe, stay well. Thanks for giving us a few minutes. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for everything that you do. Keep it going. Shift.health, all the many projects you got going on. Inspiring stuff, man. Uh, appreciate the time today and appreciate you sharing, sharing my message. Tell us what you think. 
Tell us what's the state of the state. There's no time to wait. Come give us your opinion before it's too late. You know our survey needs you. The insights will lead you. Everyone should take it. And yes, we mean you. If ever there's a year, this is when we need to hear how the industry's doing. So get yourself in gear. Now's the time to start. The decision ain't hard. You give us a few minutes, we give you a gift card. Be part of healthcare marketing history and take the 2020 Healthcare Digital Marketing Trends Survey, the most comprehensive snapshot of digital marketing in the industry. This is its 10th edition, and there are new questions this year about the impact of COVID-19. So take the survey, and you'll receive a $10 Amazon gift card. Visit geonetric.com slash wrap-survey. That's geonetric.com slash wrap-survey. Or simply go to geonetric.com and click Take the Survey. Go check it out today. All right. Thanks to Don. And thank you for listening. Don't forget you're invited. You're part of this. Be a part of the marketing forward movement. And that includes telling others about this program. So don't forget to subscribe, leave a review and tell your friends. Healthcare Wrap is a member of the brand new Shift.Health content network. Go check it out at Shift.Health. It's podcasts and video series about changing the way healthcare is marketed and experienced. So on behalf of Don and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks. And that's a wrap. 